Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Assemble, the show where you come for your rambling, geeky download. My name's Tommy, and I am delighted, as always, to be joined by my friend and co-host from across the pond. It's our resident infection of the pod, DL. <laughs> That's the most <laughs> offensive thing you've ever said to me. I'm an infection now. What do you mean? I'm an infection? Infected. Oh, infected. I thought you said I was an infection. Like well, I mean, you are a little some bit Some kind of, of STI or something? <laughs> what do you... Don't put that on me, Ricky Bobby. Dude, they're all yeah. topical to what we're talking about of all course, the way through Of the course, of course. But, like, I don't want to be a fungal infection. <laughs> it's, not, it's not my goal. That's not the... That's not what I wake up to be. Do you know day. a band called The Darkness by any chance? The Darkness. I think we've talked about The Darkness a few times. I just randomly. And they have a song called... Darkness. Called Growing On Me. And the point of the song is, it sounds like... Ew. He's talking about, like, this girl, he's really into her, or, or, or he wasn't into her to begin with, but she's grown on him, and etc. It's actually about an STI. <laughs> it's actually about genital warts. That is repulsive. <laughs> but I'll leave it at it's that. It's such a catchy song. What? What's the, give me, give me the chorus. I can't remember that. I, I'm not going to say it. Growing Matt, put, on put me? A little, put a little clip in here, Matt. You'll like it, Dio. Yeah, You'll give, like me, it. give me the clip of growing on me. Cue. How are you, mate? What's why are you? What's been happening? Oh, dude, you know, been a busy, busy week. Lots saw, of stuff going you on. You saw some live music the other day. There's a lot of this whole week. <laughs> music. Did, uh, palm tree festive. Ooh, it was a festival. It's not really a festival. It's just a big concert. Nice. There's one stage. I feel like a festival implies multiple stages. Yeah, over here I think it's different. They just do what they want. Yeah, I guess so. Anyway, it didn't seem like a festival to me. <laughs> but I saw some, some DJs. That was, you know. Any in particular? Anyone stand out? Uh, you know, they're all, they all blend together. But <laughs> Kygo was all right. Lost Frequencies was pretty cool. They had a couple cool songs. Nice. Um, and then I saw Florence and the Machine last night, which was uh, much better. That. that was a much better Talking show. Talking about Florence, did she look as much of a crack addict as she normally does? Uh, more on the, the, I would say, the H. Oh, the wow. H dog. Oh, wow. I don't want to start any rumors. <laughs> but if you did H, that's what I would think you would Imagine look like. Imagine you'd look like. Pale, sunken eyes. Yeah. Um, then, but like, she's, she's so weird she's, in her yeah. song. She's got But like then she just vibe. talks like she's kind of like this little British girl, super... <laughs> Is that what a little British girl sounds I like? Know. I don't know. I was terrible. <laughs> but she has this very posh accent. She, she does. But then, then, the but then she's like singing. She sounds like she's fucking yodeling. So it's, it's like. Great. I love yeah. her. I think she's no, fantastic. She, I mean, she's obviously talented. That's not the. Yeah, I'm obviously not. I can't talk shit on that. But she's a bit of a weirdo. She calls her fans a cult. Ah. She's like, you know. And then like literally when she's fit, saying that song, what's it called? Sacrifice. Yeah. Where uh, well, she literally said, all right, who will come up on stage whoa, and whoa, be whoa. sacrificed. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And I was like, this is culty now. That's some creepy shit this right is where there. I leave. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, but no, she was really good. She, was really, she did not play Say My Name. What? Why wouldn't she sing that? Uh, every other song that's big she played. Okay, right. Not so like the Strokes. She's got to leave one for them to come back. Not know? like the Strokes who just refuse to play their best song. Last Yeah, night. that song is boring. She's sick. Yeah, but it's their best one. I didn't pay. I, don't know. I, I didn't, like other songs more than I didn't pay money that. to go and see their new album. I yeah, paid no, money to see enough. that shit. She played a lot of her new album. Did but she? Fair enough. Her new album's good, though. Uh, it's kind of boring. It's like three <laughs> good songs, but... It's a standard typical, like, sixth album, though, isn't it? There's, like, three good songs, and the rest yeah. is just kind of filler. Agreed. Agreed. Anyway, but, um, guys, look, if you guys want to listen to us banter about our day, feel free. Stick around. Otherwise, you can jump around. There will be time codes in the description. Thanks, as always, to friend of the show and editing genius, Mr. Matthew Bliss of blissery.fm. We will tell you all the details at the end of the show. 
Before then, though, what we like to do is talk a little bit about what we've been up to during the week. DM, what have you been up to? Have you heard of Willow? Yes. The I, movie from like 1984. I've never seen it. Have you not seen the movie? I hadn't. Go back and watch the movie. I did. And now you've watched the series. So I'm, I'm talking about the movie. Oh my goodness. You just went all over the Sorry, place. I, got all, too, I was I got already too excited. There. I was like a child. I was like, oh my gosh. It's already there. It's actually really good. Really good movie. What's his name? He's really good at it. Uh, yeah, they're all really good. Who's Warwick the ma- Davis is the main guy. Who's the main guy, guy that's also in Top Gun? Ah, uh, I've got his name now. And he's like dead. It's not he, I've got Kurt Russell in my head. It's not Kurt Russell. Go on uh, anyway. Tell uh, me more no, about no, it. This, this must not rest. I must it's all right, get his I'll name. Find it. You tell me more about the, the uh, plot. So the plot of Willow, I mean, it's your, kind of like your classic fantasy plot. It seems like it would have been... Val I Kilmer. I, Van Kilmer, yeah. Val. Val. Van. <laughs> Val. It, it seems like... I don't know this, but it seems like it was like a George Lucas. Oh my Steven God. Steven Spielberg. Sorry. You know, we talked about Indiana Jones last week. Yeah. Uh, do you remember the guy who gets chopped up by the, the, the big beefy um, Nazi guy who gets chopped up by the airplane? Sure. While he's fighting Indiana Jones. Yes, the bald yes, guy. Yes. He's in this too. Sorry. Yeah. Little side. Uh, in any case, it does feel like who, who like wrote that? Yes. George Lucas. Of course. There you go. I was like, it feels like a George Lucas or Steven Spielberg's era film. Yes. And you see. Agreed. and. And mainly because the the thing that cued me into this, not only the design, it's like all of that era, right? Like, I'm sure it was the same guy that did Star Wars, Practical Effects, and all the other ones that they did. Could easily have been. Mainly what cued me into this <laughs> was the one love scene, the writing. I was like, this is as bad as anything from Attack <laughs> of the Clone Wars, Wars. Like, this dialogue is so bad. Wow. You know how Are he's just notoriously bad at romantic writing? George Lucas, yes. yes and I was like, this has to be George. Like, no one is this... And it was, like, so stylistically bad. It was so stylistically George Lucas Interesting. Bad. So, you know what's but funny? So you other go, than that, it was great. You know what's great funny? Great movie. Last week, we were talking about... I had, like, a bunch of movies that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. And there was, like... I told you we had Indiana Jones and we had Star Wars. And I actually remembered a couple uh, during the week. So, we had those two. We also had Ghostbusters 2... Not Ghostbusters 1, Ghostbusters 2 on VHS. Back to the Future 3, I think, mm. and this, and Willow. Willow's Those were like the, the few movies like I had as my core. Oh, and that weird Lord of the Rings uh, animated thing we did a few weeks ago. <laughs> Those were the movies that I grew up with, literally, and they were on repeat. So it's well, so interesting why you like Willow so much, because that was like the only good one. <laughs> my brother absolutely loved this movie, but I was always really terrified at the scene when he gets turned into it, when they all get turned into pigs. I mean, I was saying, like, this isn't a kid's movie. No, it's not at all. There's moments where it's, like, freaking scary and creepy. Totally. And the um, witch or whatever she is is, like, geez, terrifying. She's properly creepy. She's uh, It's basically creepy. about a young farmer, kind of yeah. like a hobbit-style farmer. Of, yeah. He's, like, a, you know, a small person. A young farmer is chosen to undertake a perilous journey in order to protect a special baby from an evil queen. So it's that, that classic, Standard you know, fair. fantasy. Yep. This, this guy, count him out. No one respects him. God, He's looking, the only like one doing like the right thing. Right? What's, so now that? I'm going to watch the show. Yeah, great. Because I, uh, uh, it's the show I want to watch. I wanted to go back and rewatch this before the show, but now you're going to watch the show. I might just jump in with you. It's got mm. a 7.2 on IMDb. So for a movie from like what 1988, it's pretty good. Is it 88? Yeah, it, it is. Did, it did look newer than other 80s movies. I think it looks good. It holds up, yeah, right? It does. It looks more like a 90s movie. To it, be it, fair. Re- it really does. It's got a. I mean, outside of Val Kilner and Warwick Davis and old mate Pat Roach, who we love from Indiana Jones, I don't know many of these actors. It's got Tony Cox in it, who's fairly well known, I suppose. Other than that, like, I don't really know anyone in it, but really good. I'm glad you liked it. I did. So that's what I do. Anything, anything from you? Yeah, I got friend? a couple. Um, uh, mine, mine are a little bit 
wishy-washy to be honest there's one thing i want to talk about at the end but i played a lot more of hogwarts legacy this week nice i've decided i think the plot really sucks so i've the, heard that as well the, the, yeah it's not plot, sucks it's just weak yeah the plot of the game is effectively making you get new spells to this point and there's like a bit of a, a plot about you being like some sort of chosen you one type thing going on too but there's it's no explanation of why apparently super compelling no yeah. but like the exploration is awesome it's so big there's so much to do i've got a broom so i just like hop on that and fizz around yeah so like i like would i recommend it to a friend if you really really like harry potter really yes. i haven't played it yet so you're not making me excited like, i might play do you really like first. harry potter i do well then yeah play it but it bugs me when stories are bad uh, especially when uh, they could be good well i think i'm only still like 30 odd percent of the way through so i it could get it could get a lot better like and i haven't got anywhere near getting the um the unforgivable curses yet so you can I'm excited get those about, yeah totally that's cooked check it out check it out on lines uh anything else you're up to uh what else have i been doing um i did watch a bit of next in fashion with Ooh, gail that reality that have you heard of this reality no, show? talk to me on uh on netflix it's a reoccurring you know netflix they do seem to do well they've got a with lot. the uh with, with the old like reality tv reality tv yeah. show too hot to handle totally. that style thing they 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 just pump those out um it's so cheap to make surely like yeah just yeah. you do shots of hollywood boulevard you then put them in a shop and they talk for two minutes there's a bit of drama and then they go back to shots of hollywood boulevard before going to someone else yeah simple it's very so cheap cost effective yeah totally um and my partner one, bloody loves that crap well th- this one is not as it's more like almost like do you remember chopped yeah like that cooking show yeah, or it's, yeah, like yeah, a company. Yeah. it's more like that so it's like it's less like oh a bunch of like really dumb but fake <laughs> hot people talking or you feel like i shouldn't be using this with my time i shouldn't be watching this this i'm like at least these people are like artistically good at their like oh, okay. they're basically fashion designers it's a bunch of challenges and they have oh, to like cool. team up and it's a game anyway i quite enjoyed it but there was this cri- there's a there's a there's a i guess i don't want to mess this up i'm pretty there's a guy that is trans on the show okay um so transition to become a male okay you it's insane you'd never have guessed it's crazy wow. it's like it's it's really really like wild it's anyway it's like, he, good, and he's really good, good designer good for him he's no it's great for him but it's it's it was like shocking like i went through the whole show i was like man this guy's a great designer he understands men's clothes so well i'm like at the end they're like oh yeah he's trans and it was like kind of like a drop drop the mic moment like no one knew about it oh so no one in the show knew. well you the viewers didn't know about it till a certain episode where he right. like kind of just says it in an interview and you're just like and you're blindsided crap. By it. yeah wow like, all right that's wild. interesting anyway but it's a, it's good a really good show his name i think his name's james ford Good for him, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. My, my second He's really one good designer as well. He's way different. <laughs> we talked last week about morbid curiosities for TV shows yes. and such. I, I saw a thing on Netflix that flashed up totally in the wheelhouse of the mindset I was in at the time called the Texas Killing Fields. And I find this fascinating. And I, I always think this about the US because the US is massive, right? Like mm. huge, huge, huge. Like, and a lot of it is just like untouched or was at least up until the last like 15 years, 20 yeah. years. And... In the 80s and 90s, there was this plot of land in Texas, which sort of led on to a bunch of industrial estates and such, which did have some towns around it. But of mm. course, because of the industrial estates, had a lot of drifters and a lot of people coming in for work, etc. And they started just finding bodies on this one plot of land. And over the space of like 20 years, within like 20 meter radius, they found like 30 bodies in Texas. maybe that's over, maybe that's exaggerating i've not got all the way through this yet but they keep finding more and frigging more in this one little area and i'm like 
how on what's earth? the plot? It, it's it's not. It's like a docu series. But like, are there, there any hypothesis on why these bodies exist? That's or? the point. Nobody. So, but like, what does it start with? We found the bodies. <laughs> well, that's it. It's like it starts <sighs> with like a dad who's like, my daughter went missing. The police told me she was just a runaway. Like, and I was convinced that because she had this like heart medication or whatever she needed mm. to take. He's like, I was convinced that you know she wouldn't run away just because if she didn't have the medication, she would literally die. Mm. So he was like pressing the police and they were saying, oh, she's just a, uh, she's just a runaway, et cetera, et cetera. And then they never found her. And then it turns out like 10 years later when they find one body, then another body, then another body, then another body in this small space, she's one of these bodies. So it's, it's his story trying to get the word out and trying to push the police to ch- to actually just search this one area. Is it on Netflix? It is Netflix, yeah. And it's it's quite compelling. It's so interesting. Yeah. I just find that What's really interesting that uh, Texas Killing Fields. Oh, God. And I find it so compelling that in the States up until recently, grim. when there wasn't CCTV and stuff, this could have been so prevalent. Just like... I mean, it's not even just CCTV. It's also just like they didn't talk. No. The different police departments didn't talk. The totally. Bureaus didn't share points, data. Yeah. That's yeah. one of the points. So they didn't share anything. And there was yeah. like... I think it says within this really small acreage, there's like 11 police departments and none of them spoke to each other. Yeah. And it's so interesting. I found it fascinating. I mean, that's a... Fascinating that's a and terrifying. One. We all, I mean, we also watched the end of that, the, the murder. Yeah, yeah. How did that go? Uh, look, I mean, those that family likes to murder. Pretty fucked up, yeah. And they're true to their name. <laughs> the murders. Murder. The murder. The, the South murder Carolina Inc. murders. It's quite interesting. I mean, it's just kind of amazing that, like, people, like, in smaller town, like, you get away with this stuff. Crazy. Absolutely. You know? I mean, I'm sure you get away with it in big cities, too. I mean, you look at Epstein and shit. To- but, totally. I, but I, I just mean, like, this is, like, so absurdly obvious. Really? Well, because they're rich, right? And they kind of own. They just owned like both sides of the law. They that's had people in the district attorney and in the land, and, and they were had like everyone bought and paid for kind of thing. They're all that's mates. crazy. Um, well, yeah, I was thinking that about Australia, right? Because it's just a big section down the middle where there's just nothing there. It's too hot to live. So I'm like, I'm sure shit like that happens there all the time. Yeah, like all the time. If you look at any missing probably some good report, stories, like totally, like some good detective stories totally. right there look we got a way off topic here what's yeah. uh, what's your last one what's your final my thing last been one i don't know if week? i have anything i watched a lot of next in fashion good old james martin was killing it although he got kicked off oh damn and that's the last episode i saw like there's apparently gail watched the season finale without me which i was kind of okay what? i was kind of okay with I that is i was kind of tuning in and out you know it's a it's a reality show yeah, to be fair i, don't, so I do that I'll that's not really Kat. yeah what i was i was doing much I, I played a lot of re2 this week i'm very excited nice. for tomorrow for re4 but that's isn't that's there a, a um a demo coming out or is, or is this literally the one that's the coming out tomorrow because yeah. apparently there's like a, a secret uber hard mode in the in the demo that oh, you God, have to need, find. I don't need Uber hard modes. Oh, come on, man. You I, already, I actually usually play on hardcore, but this one, I'm too scared. I'm doing it on normal. This game is already hard enough. Fair enough. If I remember correctly. Well, my last one then is I watched, and thank you to friend of the show, Mr. Matthew Bliss, our editing genius, who fired me over this. I'd actually completely forgotten this was coming out, even though we talked about it like two weeks ago. The, the Luther movie, it's dropped on Netflix. So we've talked about Luther a bunch of times. It's like a police procedural from the UK. He is this gruff, uh, mm-hmm. tiptoeing across the line detective. It's Idris Elba, you know, the legend that is. And the movie, I highly, I would highly recommend. You love it. But I feel I like I need to watch the time. show and I haven't finished the show. It's in the vein of you don't have to watch the show to watch this. As in, it's a separate thing. It is its own thing, right? It's its own dream. But it's probably benefited I would say by understanding the character show. and knowing... I do know who he is. He's kind of like, yeah. he can't let his job go. He's, he's yeah, yeah, correct. And there's only one 
classic other detective. character from the original series in it, which is his boss, who isn't really his boss anymore. So anyway, he's, he's a very so compelling like, could character. could Gil watch it and not be confused? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. All you need to know is that he's a rough, gruff detective who... Rough and gruff. ...will do anything to get... Anything to get the justice served. And I'm not spoiling anything here, but... He does anything. No, no, no. If they wanted to use this as an audition for James Bond... Could I, easily just, do I that. just think it's too late for that, isn't it? I do too. I completely agree. But yeah. like the way it ends, I was like, oh yeah, that could be his audition pretty easily. Mm. Pretty good. It's good. I like it. Mm. I, I love Idris Elba. Great actor. Great set of characters. Really compelling writing. Mediocre like, DJ. Terrible. Fuck. Really bad DJ. <laughs> I hate to say it, but I do not. I've I don't like any set. of his stuff. I've never heard a set. Have you not? No. I'd go see him though. Would you? Why I think not? I'd go see him just to say I've seen it. Yeah, why not? But not a, no, I wouldn't want to pay for it. <laughs> You're gonna have to pay. I mean, it's part of the you game. buy tickets, not come with you. How's that sound? <laughs> sure. <laughs> shall we move on, DL? We shall. Beautiful. What we do now is we talk a little bit about Have You Heard, which is a few bits of news from our geeky spheres we've heard during the week and things we what like have, the sound. What of. have the little birdies told you? What have you heard? What, what have, have you, you heard? What DL? have you put? What have you your ears to the street? You know. <laughs> so I like to hear what you've heard, man. <laughs> it, I like to talk a little bit about, you know, things that we both enjoy. And sometimes, sometimes even you bring a bit of news, which changes <laughs> my life. It rocks my world, baby. John it's... Wick, chapter four, got a 10 out of 10 from IGN. Did you, Sounds did you like about that? I need to watch this thing Same. now. Same. Anything that gets a 10 out of 10, I guess I got to give it a chance. People are saying it's the best action movie, like ever. But I've, dude, what could be different about it? I just don't know. That's why I'm so I intrigued. watched the first one. I was like, I can't like, imagine they could make three more of these. And they did. I like the, like the first and the second one. The third one was a bit far. Like, he falls off a building at one point and he survives. I'm like, come on, dude. Like, You're not Neo, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty cool, though. Um, I'm excited to see that. We should talk about it. That is cool. I'm down to watch the first one again. <laughs> I got halfway through. You should do one and then four. Just jump straight in. Maybe. And then I also did see... Tommy, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. I don't know how to say this. <laughs> so as long as we are both in agreement that you will correct me. Well, let's let's look up whatever you're going to say. What are you about to say? Ki hu, ki hui, ki hui. Why does it sound like I'm saying kiwi? Ki hui steals the show at the Oscars with a best supporting actor performance and perhaps the best speech of all time. So you're talking about short round. Is that what we're talking about here? We're talking I'm about. I'm talking like, about. We talking about the Oscars, the guys. Oscars. By the way, in case yeah. you weren't sure, the here. Oscars, everything, everywhere, all at once. By the way, swept the floor. Yeah, they killed it. Actually. They got best, uh, the best bo- supporting actor, best supporting actress, actress. They got best female lead. They got best director and best picture because it was dance and best picture. My my favorite of 2022. Edit, edit the tape. <laughs> I think I think we did pick this. The, no, we, we chose all... goddamn Top Gun Maverick. We, we and, did, and you talked me into it. Ah, uh, see, now he's trying to lie. And now to I'm feuding. Now he's trying to lie. I was, we, I literally go, back, go back. We and already the tape. knew, yo. I wrote that because I thought we did pick it. I'm gonna go between everything, everywhere, all at once. You gotta pick one. Gotta pick one. And I'm gonna say, <gasps> drum roll, please. Top Gun Maverick. Oh my days! Yeah, we didn't anyway, pick it. it was, anyway, it was. I'm so happy that film won. Top Gun Maverick was never going to win. No, I think it was more. That was. I can't I think believe we've even seen it recently. It. <laughs> no, but how did they did not? It got nominated. Top Gun didn't get nominated. Yeah, it was for Best Picture. Really? Yeah. Damn. All right. Who yeah. was the bad guy in that? 
unspecified nation. <laughs> I think, well, we can now say probably Russia. Dude, we could say anyone. China. You choose. It could probably be Probably Russia. Probably. Next year, China. Who knows? That's how out of touch Who the knows? US government is. My favorite we... thing about that film is that the final scene going down the... the crevice thing to blow up the base was like so generic and apparently they picked literal coordinates that are right in the middle of one of the oceans so nobody could claim oh it's closest to me it's like the butt end of nowhere it's crazy <laughs> it's actually really funny yeah i mean look the reality is we may see world war three in our lifetime and i hope we don't but wow don't don't go there Jill. it's this it's, it's let's dark. be happy about the oscars it's dark Yay. out there they don't need to pick one we might get all of them oh wow all right yeah. Look, I'm really happy this won a lot of things. It deserves it because it was such a shoestring budget and it was such a phenomenal movie. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear this week, DL? Apparently, the Star Wars news. Do you like Star Wars news? You love it when I bring Star Wars news. If it's another prequel, I can't. It's not. It's pretty sad news, though. So there was a couple of uh, projects in work, one from Kevin Feige and one from Patty Jenkins, who you'll remember as the Wonder Woman director. What is the um, time? Apparently... They, those projects are no longer in, in development with Disney. Well, Kevin Feige was probably like, like I canceled this. I got to focus on He was on like, it. I really got to get sort this MCU shit out, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but Patty Jenkins, uh, obviously Wonder Woman isn't in the works anymore, so I'm told. In did terms she do of 84 episodes. as well? She did 84. Yeah, I don't care. She was signed on for the third one too, but no longer. So, but yeah, okay. the silver lining here, DL, and you'll love this, well, is that Taika Waititi's is apparently still moving forward. With what? Shocked. With his Disney thing? Star Wars movie. Oh, he had a Disney movie. His Star Wars Star movie. Star Wars movie, I mean. Um, cool. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, don't, I don't care. Is either. it a prequel? I it, who knows? It's probably it, set in that time between the end of uh, Return of the Jedi and everything else. You know, yeah. the, the time frame that everything's set in. Yeah. Well, actually, you, you will like this one, DL. Did you hear this week that uh, Starfield, which is Bethesda's upcoming space epic... It's finally got a release date. Now, you know Bethesda from like Fallout, The Elder Scrolls, etc., etc. It's delayed, isn't it? No, it's uh, apparently coming out on the 6th of September. So, I mean, mm. it's probably going to be an Xbox exclusive. Aren't they owned by Xbox now? Now it is, Bethesda? yeah. yeah so well, it's PC and Xbox. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, I don't play PC, yeah. so... <laughs> yeah. Sucks to be us. <laughs> I have uh, Xbox old generation. The old one? No way it'll you work You can buy that. this. Give you it reckon? a go. It'll be massive, though. It'll probably destroy it. Yeah, probably. That'd be quite fun to watch, yeah. to be fair. Get the Red Ring of Death back. <laughs> bring, that, bring that shit back. Yeah, I just don't think I'm going to have enough time to play this one. You said about a lot of things, and you're going back and playing old Resident Evil games, so I feel yeah, like you're lying quick. Me. Are they? Yeah, they're quick play. How this is not going to like take over your life. You could, I could lit- I've literally beat it in like two hours once. Jeez, really? Yeah, speed, speed runs. You're a speedrunner now. You need to unlock the... The new outfit or something. I forget I, what I was doing. Have you seen the speedruns for like Elden Ring where they do like the, they, they do like phasing through walls and shit. So they do like a certain like movement pattern and it phases them to a certain part of the map. It's nuts. That's just so hacky. It's crazy yeah. to watch. It's no, I just don't shoot any of the zombies. I like shoot them and get go around them. And then run away. Yeah. Which is what you should do. <laughs> totally. Why are you trying to kill them all? Just get out of there, bro. Yeah, totally. I wouldn't yeah. want to. Why would you need to? Let, yeah, let right. them kill each other. What, uh, what else you heard this week, DL? Uh, Brendan Fraser. He's back, baby. I'm Love just giving you guy. Oscar news because that's all I got. One uh, best picture for The Whale. Would you win the best the uh, leading, leading actor? Yeah. Or sorry, leading actor. For I haven't the whale. seen it yet. Have you seen the it? The aptly named film, judging by the screens I've seen. Yes. I've only movie? seen images. <laughs> Surely that's makeup. Yeah, completely. Okay, I hope you, you put, put on that much weight. You Jesus. never know. Some, look at Christian Bale. The guy's insane. Not that much weight, though. Could He's you imagine? lost that much weight. The amount he would, like the amount of damage he'd do to his body. Yeah. 
the guy really wants to get cast. Again. It's been a while. <laughs> he just I, needs Chris Nolan to make a movie where it has to be like whale size. Yeah, anyway, and he'll be he'll be sold. He's down. Good for him. Good for him. Good for him. I'm excited. I, like, do you, do you just care George about the, Oscars? the jungles back. Do you care about the Oscars at all? Uh, do I watch them? No, but I think it's interesting to see what gets nominated. Yes, I think it's interesting to see how out of touch the like the guys who nominate things usually are but this year they seem to be like pretty good i actually thought i think for the most part like you understand what it's not like it's typically a certain type of movie that's going to get an oscar nom and as long as you know that you know well this wasn't yeah. your typical but it was not they had maverick and everything everywhere all at once i mean that's pretty crazy i mean i feel like they've got to do that a little bit just for some more appeal right like that, maybe that's what they're doing they're like you know we can't have will smith slapping people <laughs> so we've got Change our strategy. That can't be Come an on, every guys. year thing. Like, so I'm just going to run through these super quick. Uh, best picture, everything ever all at once. Best actress for a leading role was Michelle Yeoh for the same film. Best actor leading role was Brendan Fraser for The Whale. Best visual effects was your favorite Way movie. Avatar The Way yeah. of Water, which you've still not seen. Nope. Best costume design was Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Best animated feature was that Pinocchio film by Guillermo del Toro that no one's seen. Did you watch that? No one's seen it. Yeah. How did they see it? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's good. It's but three Pinocchio movies came up last year. Yeah, three. too many, too many. I, this would be the one I'd watch. Guillermo's a my boy. Yeah, if I was bothered to watch a Pinocchio movie, which I'm not. I'm a real boy. Best actress in a supporting role. We said Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere, and then Ki Hyu Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Again, supporting Jimmy. actor, uh, and they're they are the top ones. Yes, Oscar season, baby. Oscar season. We're baby. sitting here in our tuxes right now. If you guys can't tell from I, our yeah. For did you sure. did you see the interview own, with Hugh Grant? Did you see the interview with Hugh Grant? No, what did he pretend to be Wolverine or something? No, he just did not give a shit. The woman was like, uh, honestly, it's it's awkward at points. The 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 lady who's interviewing him was like, um, "What are you wearing? I love your suit." And he's like, "I don't know, like my suit." And she's like, "Oh yeah, but who made it?" Is like my tailor. <laughs> literally like blank everything. And she's like, "Well, I love glass onion. Did you have a good time doing glass onion?" And he's like. Yeah, we can kind of came in and out. Like I was there for three seconds. Glass Onion. When was he in he, the movie? Exactly. He was there for like two seconds. He's Benoit Blanc's partner, and he's like he opens the door to like the delivery at the very beginning. That's it. And he like <laughs> he totally like he he totally shut that interview down. It was like I wonder oh. if it's like he had a bad experience with this woman. You, you see a lot of that. Maybe. Yeah. You know. Maybe she threw him. There under was the bus. something else with like uh, some some black. Uh, journalist and what's his name? She's a black woman and uh, Michael B. Jordan. Okay, and she like went to school with him. I'm forgetting her name, but she went to school with him or something, and she called him cheesy in a podcast, oh. or someone or one of her friends did, and he heard that, and then goes and just like basically confronts her in the middle of an Oscar wow. interview, and was like, yeah, like you could tell like when he's walking up his face, like I'm ready. I'm he about, was ready. I'm, I'm about to bully this girl. <laughs> like it was like rude. But then, she, and she I'm handled it well. Like the shit out of you. Yeah. I forget her name. She's a very famous black journalist. I don't remember her name though. Um, well, final bit of news then before we move on DL. Did you hear this week that it is reported that the upcoming game suicide kills the justice league. It's been delayed again, 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 again. So apparently it just, doesn't look good like as in it's it, it's like gameplay from like 2016 full of loot boxes it needs to be always on like the internet what is this? The, di- the suicide squad kills the justice league it's a fake you remember that gotham knights game where you're four of the different guys so it's like robin yes. and yeah it's similar except it's like harley quinn captain boomerang it's got uh king shark in there 
it's You're it's gonna a, buy it, right? It, no, absolutely not. This sounds shite. I refuse to I refuse to play this. Two dollars at GameStop, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> In like a month after release. Yeah, totally. Bargain bin. Um, look, guys, if you've heard anything that you want to share with us, any news that we've missed that you think we should be talking about, hit us up at Podcast Assemble on Instagram or thepodcastassemble at gmail.com. We love it when you do. We love it when you send us memes. DL, do you want to preface our main topic this week? This week, I think Tommy already ruined it like five times because he kept talking about how he wants to do it <laughs> but uh, and how we couldn't talk about it. So now we have to talk about like nine episodes of Phenomenal Television in one hour. Oh, no. So I don't know how we're <laughs> going to do that. But The Last of Us, is it season finale happened uh, yesterday or two days ago. Yeah, um, this weekend. And it was, uh, yeah, it was pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. So we're going to talk through this. I don't really know how we're going to, I guess we're going to just kind of. Let's do, do s- non-spoilers sh- and spoilers and then save some of the big yeah, things yeah. for the end. Do you of wanna, course, of course. But by Before the, we by get the, into it though, Dio, do you want to give me a stupid plot summary? The road if it had a fungal infection. Did we? Are you doing your same one from the last time we did this? <laughs> did I do that? Yeah. Is that really what it I've is? Because I've got my same one from the last time Was we did this as well. Was that what I said? <laughs> pretty sure that's like the road it's true i'm pretty sure that's what you said i mean so it feels that way we did the video game it that when, way when this sure. was announced as uh as a tv show we did the video game so i did mine i was good sean sean of the dad a uh, father-daughter road trip uh, of self-discovery across the u.s i don't think i did that let me because i literally made I this up like if i did, did then i'm then i'm just like my subconscious is strong. Yeah, exactly. Than... You're on like a repeating pattern. Yeah. You're on autopilot at this point. How do I search? Well, while you're searching, do you want to guess me uh, the IMDb score for this deal? It is... I, I did see this one, or at least I saw an episode that was nine, so I'm just going to imagine it's like eight, nine. It's 9.1. Wow. Yeah. Smash. I think one of the episodes was like a flat 10. I mean... Maybe episode three. Which people is, are, yeah. People are high on episode three. Yeah, it's I mean, good it's, episode. it's phenomenal. Uh, while we're there, then, do you want to guess me the Rotten Tomatoes score? Hang on one sec. Uh, I would say Rotten Tomatoes would probably be a 98. Oof, 96. So close. So close. And finally, then, for me, the one which throws us every time, the Metacritic score. 85. Oh, you're so close. So close, it's 86. Oh, wow. Hi for... Sorry, 84. Hi from... Did you say 84? I said 85. Oh my God, it's 84. I went the wrong direction. I I flicked off like one second. I I cannot find our old... I'm trying to find it, but I think I've lost it. I don't know. Honestly, it was like episode 22 or something. It's so long ago. Matt, rewind the tapes. (laughs) Uh, Juno and Big Texas take a road trip from hell across (laughs) the United States featuring freaky fungi. And some hungry hippos that would put Army Hammer to shame. <laughs> Final destination, lots of anxiety. Because <laughs> I was anxious playing this game. <laughs> if you can be bothered. All right, let's talk about this then. So this is a huge cast. It has some phenomenal... I think this is cast perfectly, but not just big name stars, right? They've gone for like the right castings everywhere. So this has obviously got Pedro Pascal as Joel. It's got Bella Ramsey as uh, Ellie. It's got... Uh, An- Anna Trov, who comes in as Tess, a bunch of really cool people who RIP. are uh, yeah, either linked to the game or have got some connection with it, which I absolutely love. F- we'll talk about it in a little bit. A, f- a few of the actors came back. We'll come back for this in, yeah, in yeah, trivia, trivia, of, uh, trivia. I think I'm going to nail that one. I think you might. Um, so why don't you give, why don't we talk then a little bit about the top level plot? What's, what's going on here, DL? Well, 
We're no good at this, by the way, so it's going to be fun. I, I don't know. You know, this one I've played a couple times. I've watched now a couple yeah, times. Nice. Hopefully I can do it. A mass infection of the population, the world's population, through the grain supply by a mutated contracept virus, or contracept fungus, I should yes. say. Yes. Causes a global pandemic. Not a contraceptive fungus. That'd be contraceptive. weird. What, <laughs> what would that look like? I don't want to think about that. Well, you know what I've got in my head now? You know, in cordycep? The cordycep virus. Cordycep. Yeah. Cordycep. What did you actually say? Cordy- <laughs> I did say cordycep, I think. Run the tape! Rewind that tape Run back. Run the tape! By a mutated contracept virus. Contracept. Cordycep fungus causes a global pandemic and apocalyptic event whereby infected essentially become fungus. Fungus. Fungus spreading zombies. 20 years later, we follow the life of Joel. A survivor from the old world who's lost his daughter in the chaos. And Ellie, a child who's only ever lived in this terrible, terrible world with a unique immunity to the infection. um, As they travel across an an apocalyptic American countryside in their search for a use for her immunity. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you said a use for her. She was pretty useless. She's so fucking useless. She's quite useless. She's very plucky. She's very... (laughs) She's very sassy. Not a lot of use. In fact, lots of risk behavior with this yelling she does. Big risk. Many behavior. times in the first Big four episodes, I am like, "Can you just shut the fuck up?" Yeah. Like, absolutely. not everyone's immune here. Will you fuck off? Yeah. Shush. <laughs> shush. I, and we'll talk about this in a, in a minute. The thing I lo- I really find interesting about this, and it's actually called out at one point in the show. She's immune to being bitten, right? But she's not immune to being ripped apart by all the zombies. But she doesn't realize that. She's so she's too plucky in this scenario. I'd be like, dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know? Yeah, Joel's pretty calm about it. He's like, Can you shut up? Yeah. You know, he's be- like very you know, and I'd be like, literally fucking go die. <laughs> literally go over there and die. Stop it. Like immunity doesn't matter if we're all dead. So anyway. Totally. Carry absolutely. on. So that's the plot. Um Dude, I guess- this is like this is so phenomenal t- TV wise. I've I've made two YouTube videos about it already. Plug for our YouTube channel, Podcast Assemble. Go check it out. It is literally another level of TV. It's HBO, right? I mean, it's it's yeah. It's it had to be. We it talk about this HBO. a lot. They just do. I mean, they do phenomenal television. television very well. Uh, it's very very good good intense dramas. I haven't, even, I haven't even watched Succession. I've really heard great things about it. I hear that's amazing. Yeah. Um, so we follow uh, Joel, who is Pedro Pascal. Which, by the way, I will say, initial casting, I was kind of like, look, I think he can do it. He's just not who I'd pick. Interesting. And I think he's, he, he pulled it off really well. Who do you pick for this? I would much... I, I thought, what's his name? would be uh, freaking... God, why do I always forget his name, Thanos? Oh, really? Yeah. What's his name? Thanos, that's his name. Yeah, purple guy. Yeah, I've forgotten it too. Big, now you've said big it. guy. Get everything with guns in the air! That guy. Yeah, him. Yeah. Uh, Carry he's, on. He's also. I remember what you know. Country for old men. Um, I I do think he would have been uh, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Brolin. I thought he would be a great Joel, but look, Pedro's. You can't. You can't talk about that anymore because of how well it, good a job he did. I'd say. Um, well, we're going to come to that at the end, actually. Because yeah. uh, in, in trivia or false, I've got some potential other castings. I'm intrigued to know your thoughts mm. on them. So let's let's swing back around to that. But like, I feel like. They didn't go for the star Hollywood casting that maybe they could have done for a show like this because it is it's 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 a beloved yeah, they game, but HBO never does exactly, and that's why it's so perfect. And there was a lot of pushback. Although Pedro is a 
pretty big star he's now. Be- he's a beautiful yeah. man. There's a lot of pushback <laughs> no one when... No about his face. <laughs> yeah, well, no one about his I care about his attractiveness. That was Freudian as fuck, dude. Yeah, that, that, that wasn't a slip, mate. That was just me being me. Uh, but there was a lot of pushback when Bella Ramsey got the role. Apparently, like, a lot of people were really unhappy about it. And there's there's a lot of, like, talk from interviews where she's like, I just turned off social media because I didn't need to see it. I knew it was going on. And, like, fair enough, because I, myself, wasn't entirely sold on it. So I said in one of the YouTube videos, like, I've seen her in Game of Thrones, and she's clearly very good at the angry side. But I hadn't seen the soft side that Ellie has in the game. She's got, like, a soft... Um, caring side that you know it it shines through at like interesting moments and in fairness to her it's certainly evolved through the show i think it took a while it did i i was feeling that same way you were feeling for probably 75 percent of the season same i still thought she had moments where she did a great job portraying that goofy funny ellie but there totally. was a li- again too much like you know just well, sass yeah. for for me like there's a there, just frankly and this may be terrible to say but it, you know it's honest she's not as pretty as the game character yeah, and okay. i think that this, the it's hard like the game character has like softer moments and she's also got a softer features and so the pluckiness of the game character is like mitigated by her physical characteristics whereas bella ramsey just isn't that she's more of a true tomboy i'd say totally. she's not as like effeminate and that kind of i think worked against her for a bit but eventually she got there after the episode eight, which we'll talk about in a bit, look, she totally proved all she of got, us wrong. She, got she was there, great, sure. and it was, it was all the better for maybe how long it took. Maybe. I well, I'm say. totally. I think yeah. I'm. I think I'm appropriating this from somewhere else. But I, I did. I think I listened to a podcast where they were talking about it, and they were saying that um, it's really interesting with that character because she comes across as having a lot of the sort of teenagey angst stuff that a lot of teenagers now have, and a lot of those like anxieties and such. With a bit it, of murder, murder, stab, stab. T- totally with a bit of murder, <laughs> murder, stab, stab. It just, just just thrown in there for good measure but as in it's sort of like uh without necessarily almost subconsciously these things are coming out of her and it's weird he was saying that like why would she have that in a in a in a world where they've never had any of the same social pressures and social like situations that our teenagers have today like it doesn't make sense for her to have this but then to have anxiety to to have this the same sort of anxieties that teenagers who nowadays have everything you know like on their phone have whereas in this okay. universe they have to worry about getting eaten every five minutes but interest- which might drive anxiety totally well, <laughs> different ang- different t- type of anxiety though surely but That's interestingly totally. he did say like you know the episode and we'll talk about it in a bit where you see you, you see the flashback to where she got bitten for the first time and she yes. runs away with a friend you're like oh maybe she did have some of those social anxieties she was in a school with a bunch of other girls who were pricks to her and her best friend you know she kind of liked her she kind of didn't like her and I, I find that really, really interesting that they, they threw that in there. Well, I mean, like, yeah, she was in a QZ that hadn't fallen. So there's some level of social hierarchy and, and normalcy that I think people that were on the outside of that. Totally. And we're not, we haven't even explained it. But it's going to be hard for us to explain what everything is. At a high level, you're yep. in a world, apocalypse happened. Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Apocalypse happened. And uh, there's zones that were at one yeah. point military run that as civilization falls apart, they kind of just become these little feudal states that are still totally. run by totally. what would be the military. It's called Fedra. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about that for a second? Yeah. I really like that juxtaposition between Fedra and the, who are seen as the rebels, the fireflies. Yeah. What do you, what do you stand like on the that? established old version of the government that now totally. is just the military dictators, really. And it's so interesting because you, like, you you get very specific points of view on that from yeah. different characters. And the whole way through, you're kind of hearing us Fedra as if they're like these oppressive, 
fascist style effect, effectively yeah. fascist literally people and say that yeah but, they do and they're, you, they're stealing the food and stuff and keeping it for themselves but you get different sides to story like you know the fireflies they're not that great themselves yeah they, they adequately keep it pretty the viewer on a pretty totally you know off kilter like you don't really mm-hmm. know who's right and because you see good in both you see bad in both totally and, and the reality is you like Federer can't just be a military they need people to do jobs exactly. like, so they, there is some semblance of society it's not a great society a lot of food stamps, <laughs> a lot of open, you know, barrel Your fires. Favorite. Yeah, a totally. lot of stuff you might see in Southside Chicago. So, oh, singing around the barrel fire, including the fungi, like... zombies. God. The basalts are real over there. Fungi. Yeah, like all I'm saying is it's not that different from a project, sure. but it's still not outside of the QZ, which is a war zone of totally. zombies. So you you know you pick and you choose your battles. There. And we'll, we'll get to tones and themes, but yeah. I, I think one thing I'd like to talk about with you is the the stakes of this. So f- from my perspective, it does a really really amazing job of managing to sort of f- fashion this really personal, intimate story. But it's on the backdrop of this like saving the world narrative. It's fascinating to me. Yeah, and it's the saving the world narrative that like really doesn't get talked about totally it's almost like they don't believe it they don't talk about it so you don't believe it exactly and you kind of forget that that's the point yeah most of the time you're watching this show so pretty much the opposite of every marvel yeah (laughs) (laughs) maybe why we liked it so much it could be well the whole show effectively it it details the journey of joel and ellie trying to get all the way across the states to get ellie to a research facility where they can do some tests on her and see they believe, uh, find a cure from her blood, they believe, um, to maybe save the world effectively, like we were talking about there. So what would be really interesting to talk about then is a little bit about performances. Like we can we can come back to Joel and Ellie. What do you think of the like surrounding cast? I mentioned it was really well cast before. I thought for the most part there wasn't a bad totally. actor in the show. Totally. I'm trying to think if I could find one well i can think of a few standouts and there's a couple i've just judged uh, one that's so. bad i'm saying yeah there yeah, definitely no, no. are standouts totally totally yeah. I, I from my perspective i don't think there's a single bad person yeah. there is, i don't think there was a single scene where i was ever taken out of the immersion of this show like not one so let's talk about that yeah. so a couple of standouts we we talked about episode three before and we'll probably go a bit more depth into this before we get into non-spoilers because it's so early on the the episode with uh nick, nick offman as bill and murray bartlett as frank so the episode where they take and this is a really nice sidebar into they do devolve from the game in in a lot of times like they certainly keep to the structure of the game but episodes like episode three where they deep dive these two random characters one who's only named in the game and one who we briefly see for like a split second and they create this beautiful love story between these two guys who one's a well let's be honest is an armageddon uh what do you say what does uh, joe rogan call it he says they're a prepper, prepper. that's yeah. it he's an armageddon prepper and a dude who's just trying to escape the projects and it's fascinating and beautiful yeah. what did you think of that episode oh look i mean i think uh, at a high level what i'd say is like amazing adaption right totally from a video game which i mean like nice he, to, nice to the differences they're as well. getting a lot of credit for that but like i mean this game was a movie oh, totally like it's like the most easily adaptable ga- game but my point is amazing adaption plenty of people have fucked it up for less right like well that's my point here like they could have fucked Um, up by trying to do different things but they really just built the world out more and they did make bold adaptive choices bold that like the ones you're talking about spoilers yeah the bold adaptive choices like you're talking about that i would argue 
are what you the, like they made them all at the right times yep which is like when you want you know when you're when you're making an adaption you need to change something for and, and they changed it for the venue with the, the, the medium sorry yeah, that totally. they were on totally um and that this is one of them right if you think about the game so they've got this great basically same sex love story that you 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 spend an almost 50 minutes with these characters who you didn't know about you'd heard them reference before you'll never see them again in the rest of the show and you are all the better for it it's amazing it's a great story totally it's, it's a great like yeah, weirdly I, I, uplifting in this a, creepy it's, it's uplifting after two worlds. episodes of pretty intense downtrodden <laughs> yeah totally you know you see you basically spoil i guess spoilers for the first episode you see joel's daughter die yeah, pre-pandemic yeah. uh we see kind of life well, before murdered the literally yeah murdered we see life by by which is a good i guess indicator of where the show is going totally. by a human yeah by the by the people that are supposed to be caring for caring you, for you and that you'd expect you. to be protecting you in a zombie apocalypse the military in this case so you you see life before the apocalypse you see it after and on the two or three or the you know two or three hours of television before this episode it is really dark totally and sad and not fun and then you get this great uplifting love story which was very needed. It was an injection we needed at that it moment. It did end, like, horribly sadly, though. Like, the ending Tragically. Tragically, sorry. But yeah, not tragically. sad. Got it. I would, I would say. Apologies. You I, mean, would you, I don't know if you would agree. You can, no, no. You can I, I mean, I, and, like, this is, this is going way off topic, but, like, I, I'm not a crier at all. Like, I barely cry when incredibly personal, tragic things happen to me. And I was... Almost nightly in the I shower. I was pretty... <laughs> I just needed to get that out. That's called a crimax. That's a different thing. Um, Yeah, but I honestly, I was, I was literally like sobbing at this episode. It was like beautiful and heartbreaking. Yeah. One thing I did want to call out while we're talking about performances, then is the villains. Now, when we say villains, it's really hard because this, like any zombie, let's not say zombie, like any apocalyptic type show, it's all about you know the humans are worse than the the monsters and all that stuff. Capitalism's bad, yada yada. Like any fungal infection. To- totally. The itching's always it's pretty makes bad, it worse. but it's not as bad as a human that put it there. Um, <laughs> no, there's so many new endos in the show, but all of the like the mini villains they come across. So it's it's not like Monster of the Week. It's not like every week there's a different person they have to beat, like The Walking Dead. It's sort of like or- they pick two or three key episodes to really focus in on one or two villains and. There's a couple. Kathleen, I really wanted to call out those episodes where she is... Ch- no, so Kathleen, I really liked. So I only know it's uh, Melanie... Uh, yeah, she's in a lot of stuff. Link- Linsky. Yeah. And she is the, she's the crazy person from Two and a Half Men who stalks Charlie Sheen all the time. That's that how I know her. She's also in uh, Yellow Jackets. Got it, got it, got she's it. In, she's in a lot of stuff, actually. Yeah, okay. Uh, I didn't like her as much. She's like, actually... As, I would a, say, bad, as a bad guy? I would say she... I just didn't believe it. Really? Because I totally like, why bought it. Why are these it. guys following this chick? Oh, I what is she bringing yeah, to the table me. here? So you mean? She, but she's the drive. She's the determination. And I yeah. think it was her. It was all, all, almost like the all the light had been snuffed of out of her. Did fall, she was worse. It. Yeah, she was worse than the infected in some respect. For sure. For sure. So I, I loved those episodes, and it was like this this chase f- to to get Henry and Sam, which is like dr- directly from the game, and their story also ends really tragically. Uh, and the other one I wanted to call out was uh, Scott Shepard's David. So that was one of the later episodes. I think it's like episode seven, episode eight maybe. Or, I think it's eight. Oh, it might be eight. He's in seven and eight. Oh my god, that's such a good like that whole story arc, and it's it's really small as well. But wow, he's a bad bloke. He's just 
adequately creepy, isn't yeah, he? And he um, did, yeah, he was great in that. Really, like, so all the villains, sorry, my point was, I think they did the villains a lot of justice by giving them enough time to grow as characters. Like Kathleen, we talked about, you get uh, moments with her where she is in her childhood home having like a real deep heart to heart with her first general. It's super interesting, and really compelling. But then you're like, is she a villain? Because all she wants to do is get the guy who got her brother killed. So it's like, these are, these are characters you can empathize with on a sure. really deep level. For sure. I mean, like, it's... Except it, for the, the pedo guy. That's, <laughs> I'm not empathizing with that well, guy. Well, it got a guy, it got pedo, didn't it? It didn't it start pedo. Went, no. But it went, it, it went oh, there. Oh, it really went there. Eventually. Wow, it went there. Yeah. Not cool. No. Not cool, David. Oh, big time. With his head. Yeah. So, With sorry, talk head. to me about the villains very quickly before we move on. Look, for, I, I think the, the villains in this, you know, uh, in this story are as much, there's, like, obvious, like, antagonistic characters yes. that are villains. And then there's, like, the villain inside you, which is, like, kind of getting into themes, which I'll, so I'll save it, but what is The Last of Us? Yeah. Is it, is the last, when all hell breaks loose, is The Last of Us humane, or is The yeah. Last of Us, you know, what some of these villains are? Totally. And you see Joel and Ellie kind of struggle with the villain inside them many times throughout. Uh, Absolutely. Expand Tommy, on that. That's so interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so it, Give me yeah. more on that. I, like, cause I, I, Marlene, I just, yeah. every single one, really. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, and I just said that it's really interesting that Joel learns so much from all his experiences. But at the end of the day, he is who he is. You know what I yeah. mean? Like he just, that's who, he is that person, no matter how much he learns. It's yeah. really, and, really and uh, Well, it's, it's, I mean, we, we'll talk about it in spoilers, but it's a bit ironic as well. The, uh, his whole arc, I think is, quite, it's like totally. filled with irony. Totally. Let's get to that in spoilers. Um, yeah. Talk to him about pacing then. What did you? Look, I think for a show that when you think about like, for a zombie show that has like maybe Not zombie. three to four episodes. Apparently they, they outlawed the word zombie on set well i'm not on their set how so wanky is that you guys like come like it's you are a zombie show. yeah it, it, i mean pretty much it's you're a really cool take on a zombie show sure like the, like your zombies aren't zombies i get it they're different but they're zombies yeah i mean it's all a metaphor for capitalism at the end of the day carry they're, on they are zombies with a hive mind exactly um <laughs> a mass infection of the population this whole story we've seen it before pacing but yeah. what, I, what i'll say is with the pacing there's only like three to four episodes with zombies. That's that's and, gonna. And there's come like, four, but what I I'm I'm kind of countering that with like maybe 45 minutes max of screen time with zombies, if not I'd less. I'd say less, yeah. Like probably 20 to 30. Yeah. And it's still like I didn't mind the pacing all that much. I thought overall it was better for, better for the pacing. Yeah, and, totally. And you always knew something was they, they just couldn't catch a break. Yeah. Uh, and you knew something was always coming, which kept you on the edge of your seat when things were looking calm. I would, I would, I would argue that episode seven was kind of where it got a little like too slow for me because we went from, Mm -hmm. we had, we had two episodes. We had episode six, which was awesome. You get to see, you know, I don't know. Hold on. It's all right. Joel and Tommy finding each other spoilers. Sure. No, it's fine. You get to see Joel and Tommy reunite like his brother. So you finally see like this human side of him that he hasn't quite given to Ellie fully yet at that Mm -hmm, point in the mm -hmm. story. And uh, there's all this decompression around that. It's a pretty chill episode overall. And then you go straight into kind of another episode where there's a bit of a battle, a little bit of a fight where he gets injured, but it's like 30 seconds straight into Left for Dead, the game, the, the, if you in, know what. The, in, in the mall. In the yeah, mall. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. a prequel yeah, yeah. for the game. And that episode's really slow. So there was like a, a three episode arc where the, the 
seven and eight, or was it six and seven? I was kind of like, can you speed it up? But beyond that, overall, interestingly, didn't mind. seven was one of the standouts for me. I mean, it's probably not going to be in my top three, but like in terms of everything outside of that, it's up there. Like it's well, it's the, a good episode. I just mean when you pair it with the last complete, three, complete. there was the, there needed to be a zombie interaction or totally. two in between to make that pacing totally. perfect. But overall, totally. like, good, good. Let's wait till we get to action to talk a little bit more about that. The, yeah. the, the missing zombies because I do have some interesting points about it, and I, it did grind me quite a lot actually how few infected we saw in this show in total like like mm. you say it was minimal um i f- for me the pacing i think it was like it was slow but it was in the intention was to effectively have that jaws effect of like mm. it's this lingering anxiety in the background that like even if you don't see the infected they're there mm-hmm. and the pacing reflects that in that no matter how slow the show gets or how little you see these these creatures your heart still your heart rate's a little bit up right you're still a little bit like oh they could be anywhere like don't scream too hard ellie For don't sure. be so fucking loud consistently does. with your stupid puns um cinematography and world building then let's go into that a little bit because i i really like the ideology differences between the fireflies and fedra in terms of the world building and i felt it set a really nice stage for everything that went around it like do they do they want to help the fireflies are they mm. really doing it for themselves like tell me more yeah, I think that you you definitely get a sense for this is a world where you can't really trust anyone and trusting someone totally. is like the only way you can be disappointed. And you get that feeling from Joel and Tess right away in their relationship mm-hmm. when you see them for the he first time. He looks like he disappoints episodes. her every day. And she's but she's but she's not shocked. Totally. She's it's accepted disappointment. It's like this is the way the world is and we both are going to operate this way. So, look, I think that they did a really good job of setting that tone and yeah, that okay. like that that feeling in the world yeah i thought uh you know overall you this this did feel uh like slower in building like the the culture and the uh mm. i guess dynamics around the infected and how you deal with them like they they didn't deal with them enough for that to be as front of mind as it is in the game yeah okay so i'd say uh that part was like it was there but it was, it was slow but the design the the fact that this is a world that was literally like left behind within mm. two days mm. You see, like, you know, just things there that were just like, like, like the plane, like the plane that's just sitting in the field, like the close, like the be back in five minutes sign. Like these yeah. things were like someone just put that there and then they totally. did not know the. And that really puts you in, I guess, a place for sure. Yeah. I, I don't think know. They, what do you think? I, well, I think they did a great job of matching the game, but also oh, at the same time sure. doing their own spin on it. Like it wasn't like, yes, it was like very similar, but at the same time it had their own you know, heart to it almost. And I really like. I thought it was exactly like the game. It was totally. That's, but, you, but like, it, it's not like a bad in a good thing. way. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's what I'm trying to say. There was literally moments where I was like, "This is the same start yeah. to the level." And you I can, played the yeah. game like three times, so yeah. I like, I, I loved it. Like you can tell, I have a survival horror thing, horror thing over the shoulder shooter, like my thing. I played this so many times. There was multiple times where I'm like, "That's the start of this level." Yeah, like, I remember totally. It. Yeah, I like the sparseness of the world as well. Like yeah. when we talk about the slow pacing, that it's methodical and that it, it is slow. It's because they're walking across the majority of the US, which mm. would take fucking forever. So it's like, I get it. Yeah. yeah, they did at one point. They got a car at one point. The thing that we'll talk about that in a minute, but like, I like, legitimately found it like the, the world they built terrifying and exhilarating at the same time, which are the two things I want from a TV show. Yeah, for effectively. Sure. So I've made, I mentioned action a minute ago and, and the, the word I wrote for the action in this is that it's surgical. Now, 
what I mean by that is, and this isn't a, this isn't a spoiler for the end of the show. Yeah. It's that it's, it is really precise in when it uses action and what it uses it for. It it feels like uh, they do a really great job of building anxiety. And I mentioned this a moment ago, but like, almost to an anti-climax. Mm-hmm. So like you've got this constant dread that uh, there might be an infected there, or you even see an infected that doesn't do anything. And you mm-hmm. just like the whole time your anxiety is up, your heart's going. And it's, I just think in terms of action when, when they do have to fight. So like in the second episode, when they have to fight the way out of the museum, for example, when you see, when you see Tessa, like sacrifice herself yeah oh, it's, it just gets you so much more like in the fields it's great yeah. no i agree i think I, I like that it's used sparingly rather than totally. over the top but i guess i was expecting a bit more but me that's, too i think it's like okay they're gonna probably do a bunt this is probably gonna be a three season show they reckon that season two is gonna be split into two two parts yeah i reckon that they this is a three season show max four. Oh, don't do four that's too many well there's another game they're gonna make they will but i reckon give it time well, they can because they need her to age up. Exactly. Um, but my point is, like, it's a max three, three or four seasons so, show. So they realize, I think, that four seasons of lots of zombies, you just become The Walking Dead. Totally. You know? Totally. And so they're, they're totally. probably cognizant of that. What did, you, what did you think of, And I mean, surgical. I mean, I use that word not lightly. No, I, I agree with it. Yeah. Do you think that aptly sums up your feelings? Yeah, for sure. I think that the action was super targeted and, yeah, they did it for. And it was also just, like, not only, like, when they did it, it's like why they did it. It was like yes. to kind of show something in Ellie that she hadn't done before and really break the barriers there or to like have Joel like do something where she sees the side of him that everyone talks about and is excited by it. And so it's it shows who he really has become it's and it totally. shows really what, hey, the dark side of what, you know, her enjoyment of this violence could lead to, which if you play the games, you kind of start to see where I'm going. Yeah. The uh, other side of it is it, it it also shows like the the I guess the weakness in him mm. that he's not what he once was and what that does to his psyche like all mm. the violent parts are generally there to to provide character moments. Um, Interesting. Very rarely are they spectacly driven. They do have one spectacly driven yeah, episode, which yeah. I'd, I'd like to get to. And you made a really nice point about Joel there and you know his motivations and and uh, like he obviously sees ellie's cargo at the beginning and i mm. feel like there's a really particular point where you see him really starting to care about her and for me that was the episode that i was talking about with henry and sam when kathleen and her whole army effectively are like encroaching on them they've got them mm. cornered and uh joel's got this like sniper position and he's ready to pick off a few guys but then the one real spectacle outside of maybe episode two you get is that part where they had, instead of actually killing all of the infected, they just rounded them up and put them underground. And then they all just break out at the Seems same like time. Seems like a very sound policy. What a great idea that is. Yeah, incredible. Uh, and, but then you get this uh, insane spectacle of like, Joel is like, he has to like snipe off, you know, the infected to stop them getting to Ellie. And uh, mm-hmm. then there's obviously this army that's trying to fight back and you see the overwhelming like waves of the infected. Yeah. Kind of gave me like that Game of Thrones vibe, you know, when they're at hard home and they're all jumping over the edge. Yeah, no, it, I was, it was like, very similar. Totally, yeah. and it was quite like because it was dark, and I think that works so well with CGI like this when it's you know like it could be a bit ropey if it was like fully like lit, but it looked so good. It did look good, and the fire and the in the background, it was uh, it was spectacle, but it was also kind of like it kind of felt like even that spectacle was like a like a metaphor for like. This is what happens when you bottle up revenge 
right? Interesting. And you're Catholic, and you bottle up revenge, and the 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 cons like you you don't think about the consequences of your actions of just mm. being this murderous person in response to a thing like and not separating yourself from that and taking totally. something too far. It overflows, and totally. what, and and you and it bites you in the ass, and that was like the physical manifestation of that, or manifestation of that. I and would they say. certainly bit. Uh, was it? They, the they certainly bit Sam on on the leg. Never oh, mind that the ass. for sure. Yeah, the contor- the contortionist zombie was oh, where I thought was you were going. Terrifying. <laughs> that shit was so she weird. Was, you're a contortionist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was tiny. She was like a child. It was really. But I mean, like the the actor that played it. Yeah, like, yeah it would have been like some kind of like yeah. yeah. Uh, the thing I wanted to mention, we talk, we're basically talking about CGI anyway. Yeah. I really like this fact that they, they actually used a real giraffe for that scene. Like, that's not a CGI giraffe. That's it's a real one. Went. So good. Okay. Love that. Well, I, I thought I, you were going to be like, I really like the fact that they used prosthetics for the clickers, like, or something like that. Like, I like that they use CGI incredibly sparingly. So they used it for, like, the broader shots and maybe yeah. to beef up, you know, the numbers of the, the uh, infected in those scenes I mentioned. Things like the clickers, that was all practical, effectively. We just yeah. touched up with CJ. Very, very so good. So good. Very, very, perfectly So done. good. Like a, a dangerous beauty. All right, let's talk about tones and themes before we jump into spoilers. What are your tones and themes? Um, we talked about a few of them, but I think uh, one of the big ones is really like light, like living just isn't enough. Like love, with life without love, mm-hmm. is it really worth living, right? And uh, I think that's literally central to... Both Joel and Ellie's story, but mainly Joel. Yeah, nice. And they're both tied together, but... Um, Not literally tied together. That'd be weird. No, that would be weird. But David would like that, though. Yeah, David. Uh, I got... Um, <laughs> I just got that, you know, it's the, the the classic. Humans are worse than monsters. You know, we're, yeah. we're the worst thing. Capitalism makes us bad, etc. Like, it's... And, and he's on The capitalism really. thing is, like, real, but it's... Did you feel that that reoccurred beyond the first couple episodes? Kind of felt like it was just... I mean, they definitely had it in episodes like one through three, mm. and then it just kind of fell off the map. There was a couple of communist jokes. But- yeah, I, I think it was more subtle than a lot of zombie yeah. movies, shows, etc. It, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't in your face, was it? And it was, well, it was like the, the grain supply that kind of, they kind of indicated like, you yeah. know, everything's so connected, which like, which isn't necessarily an indictment on capitalism, more just maybe an indictment. A highlighting of the risk I just think, of a globalized society. I just think but, zombies in general are just an allegory for that whole mm. mon- money bad, stop staring at your phone thing. Um, what are your ton- what are your three best and three worst, DL? We tend to do this for before spoilers because we like to give you some reasons before we spoil it for you that maybe you want to see a thing or maybe avoid a thing. Yeah, I'd say grounded. Uh, I'd say grounded, well-earned character work. Right? Yeah. Like, it's just, you know, that's... If you like that, I, I got that love, too. Joel and Ellie relationship yeah. feels earned. Dude, even just like the fucking episode with Bill and Frank. It's just absurd that they could just like, we barely have had time with these characters. And they throw third episode in 45 minutes, uh, a gay romance. We will never see these guys again. And just like dropped the mic on it. Anyway, totally. so that, that should show you uh, the other side stories and risks, right? So mm. going off that, like they took a bunch of adaptive risky choices confidently and they were the right choices and i guess that's why they did them so confidently because it worked Beautiful. uh and then the third one was just how amazingly faithful uh you know the show was to the video game mm. where where it could be and where it should have been and yeah uh, anytime that they needed to make a change it was the right change and it was in the vein of it wasn't like a a change that like changed the way uh, philosophically, mm. the tone mm. or themes mm. of the game, it just added to those those themes and those... Uh, I, I totally agree tones. with that. And I think that helped that they had Neil, Gr- Neil Druckmann, who was the writer of the game, 
heavily involved in the writing of the yeah, show as well. Yeah, I mean, obviously, totally. yeah. So I always said uh, the Ellie and Joel relationship, yep, felt very earned. I put just the casting in general, especially Pedro. Like, there's just, he's a little bit zeitgeisty at the moment. Like, he is it. And I just think he's picking his roles so well. Apparently, because he's getting like, apparently he's getting 600 grand per episode to do The Mandalorian. And they gave him a bit of time off to do something different while they did the Boba Fett show. Yeah. And he chose this above like three or four other shows. Huh. He was like, apparently Neil Druckmann had reached out to him a bunch of times about wanting to work with him. And this was a one. And it's like, good, good choice. Really yeah. good choice from everyone involved. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the last one was just, I feel this might have done it, DL. I think this may have broken the video game curse. Could be. The video game to, to screen. I mean, there's not many that you could say you have. Name another one that's this good. I can't think of a no. single one. Yeah. But it not really, this good? No, it really puts like your like anticipation up for things like God of War or like when they do Horizon Zero Dawn. Like they're going to have to fucking nail those. It's so much harder to do those ones. It's so much harder. Because first of all, it's harder to do a big world like that. Well, I think that this is an intimate story. It's I think made God of War, the if they focus on the newer one, they could. I mean, it's all, it's this, right? It's the reluctant father figure. It's so easy. You just put a different spin on it. I, I get it, but I, I just think there's so much more with even that, like right. the world you have to build these gods. True, and the, you know, like it's just there's True. so much more shit to do, and uh, there's a lot of ways to make it cheesy with like you know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I hope they do. They will. I'm sure. But, it's Amazon, uh, so it'll probably be bad, but that's yeah, all right. The, uh, what, what are your worst? <laughs> the worst I had. I've only got two. It's, by the way, did you know that, I think you sent it to me, that Pedro Pascal was like taking like Viking or Ambien or something to pass out because he was like in London when he got this, the role. Like, oh, got, yeah, that's And so he like good. was drugged yeah. up, like very Joel. Yeah, yeah. And just like fell asleep and didn't remember that he got it. He, he, <laughs> he had the conversation saying that he'd got yeah. the, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> pretty funny. Very Joel. Um, my worst would be not enough Zoms. I've got exactly the same one. Not enough songs. I wanted more infected. Yeah, just a few more. Just a little Even bit. Even a couple more little, stealthy little, sequences. Yeah. You know? Well, well, actually, apparently... Or more flashbacks to Zom craziness in the apocalypse. Flashbacks. Who doesn't done love it? flashbacks to D-Day? flashback. Who doesn't? You know? Especially when that plane comes down in that the... That shit was cool. That was nuts. We didn't talk enough about the first episode in the build-up. So it's good. really good. Just go and watch my YouTube yeah, video really when I watch the first episode of. You'll, you'll get the gist. And then uh, my second one would be Kathleen. Oh. Kathleen did not do it for me. Interesting. I, I like the concept, but I also just don't be- like. I, they did save it a bit in episode two with her, where they're like, the reason why is because her brother was super inspiring. But then I thought about it, and like, at first I was like, oh, that makes sense. But then I'd be like, well, like, if your brother is super inspiring, and then this other person is the complete opposite, mm. what about that inspires you? I think like, you're not fear. family. You're not family with them. I think it like, was fear. He's got the gun. She's walking around with a pistol, not very fit. Like I, I just like what what about her is a value add to this scenario? Yeah, you know what I mean? True. Uh, good yeah. good question. Does she have access to the guns? Does she have the key? And that's why, you know, like and she's paid this other guy, she's given him all the food. Like, give me more to understand. It's not just that these, she's this big bossy woman, like it's true. personality. I, I don't believe it. I I just felt she was really I thought the whole role was really well acted and I could just I just suspended my disbelief of that for that moment. I I personally struggled. I, I struggled, but a lot of people like her. Yeah, okay. I've just seen her in enough stuff where she kind of plays the same little I, I don't know. I she kind of bugs me. I I've only ever seen you in those episodes yeah. of uh, Two and a Half Men. Mine I, I as I say I wanted more affected. The only other one I could think of was and this is more of a general trope thing with zombie horror except or you know horror kind of in general apocalyptic stuff is there's just inconsistencies that just annoy me. Mm. Like petrol doesn't keep. Petrol goes off. 
20 years later, that petrol wouldn't work in that car. I'm Does sorry it? to tell you. No, it goes off. So it's like... How do you know that? It's, it, man, it's, it's just Google general it? knowledge about that apocalyptic worlds. Knowledge. That's why Mad Max Fury Road would never work, because none of that petrol would work. It's... It's just a, it's a minor thing really. And it doesn't suspend, like take you out of disbelief, but at the same time, it just kind of winds up a little bit that they still lean on these tropes. Does diesel? I'm not entirely sure. That's a very good question. Google it while we're talking, but okay then DL, before we jump into spoilers, do you want to tell me whether stupid question as it may be at this point, as we've just trilled about this for what an hour now, um, whether this is better or worse than Aquaman 2018? Better, obviously. I mean, it's way better. It's There's no way point. Better. There's no point in debating this. It's a significantly no. better show. I agree. Let's jump into spoilers. You ready for a bit of spoilers? I am. So, I've kind of themed these a little bit around a couple of different bits. So, to start with, I wanted to talk a bit about the virus and how it got out, because that's a pretty big spoiler, and, and what that means for Ellie and her backstory. And then we can talk a little bit about the ending, and then just some miscellaneous bits. How does that sound? I'm game. I'm game. There's a couple other things I think that we could talk about as well. Sweet. Some, some theories that were confirmed. Love and, that. Yeah. yeah, I think that's going to be some of the Ellie stuff too. Yeah. So the virus effectively got into society and infected flower products such as bread. Now, this was a big fan theory from the games. Was it actually? Yeah, apparently it was, yeah. Was there some indicator from the game? I don't know. Because I didn't catch that at all. But it makes sense in terms of how, fun- apparently, how fungus mm. would move. And uh, I-, I think it's such an interesting creative choice. So in the games, the fungus is spread through spores in the air. But in the show, is like a stylistic, stylistic choice, choice yeah. to make it a little bit more obvious. They've got like the tendrils that come out of the mouth. Mm. I actually kind of preferred that. I thought it was, it just really emphasized, you know, where you got to be looking. <laughs> for sure. I, also, I think it's like for, for TV, you kind of want to see, we can't have another show where Pedro Pascal doesn't show his face. Totally. Um, the reality though is like, I'd be way more anxious about this if it was just like spores in the air. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. That's scary. That would mess you Anywhere up. Anywhere you How go, could you, you miss just breathe that? it in. Big time. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of less anxiety inducing in a way, but. Um, and the interesting thing I would go on then as we talk about the virus and what I want to talk a bit more about was the confirmed theory that Ellie is immune because her mother was bitten as she was giving birth yes which is kind of fascinating it's a cool little concept yeah it's a bit blade isn't it kind of like little Jesus-y little blade Jesus somewhere in the middle yeah I don't know I I, I guess uh, I don't know how real the science is there well, I, no, me neither. But like, it would have yeah. got into her mother, mother's system just enough. I mean, the po- I guess I get the co- I get the pseudo yeah, totally, science. Totally, yeah, it is absolutely a sci-fi. But did you like that? The, the they added that in as like because apparently the the mother in this show is she the, looks like Ellie. She looked like the game like, Ellie. No, she looked at, like a mix of game Ellie and it was, bloody Bella it was Ramsey. Well cast. It was great. I think she might be the mocap person for Ellie in the game. Oh, that makes sense. Which makes so much sense. <laughs> she looks just like <laughs> her, <laughs> a bit older in the perfect timing. For sure, that makes sense. I, I kind of like that that wrinkle added in there for the fans, more or less. But then, let's talk about the ending then. So the ending is just like ripped from the game. And if you go back and listen to our episode, I think it's episode 22 or whatever, we talk in depth about the ending. But like, it's that choice of Joel, right? Yeah, it's uh, and it's weird that they the, they make like in the game like you, this is usually something you would like in a lot of games you get to choose totally and you're you're forced to do it in the game. So how do they get that? Can so you the, tell uh, me how I got yeah, there? Yeah, at the end of the day, ending get they eventually do find the fireflies. So we should say that they're searching for something to do with this immune child. Well, the reality is the fireflies were planning on taking mm. her somewhere. They lose them. Long story short, the whole season they're trying to find them again. Totally, and uh, they find them. 
um, eventually in a way where they actually, the Fireflies actually get the jump on Ellie and Joel. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Joel wakes up after being knocked out by like a tear gas grenade or something in a, a hospital. Butt to the back of the head. Yeah, a good as well. butt to the back of the head. Yeah, in a hospital, cannot see Ellie. They refuse to let her see her, let him see her after having gone through quite a, a big father daughter journey where they were totally. kind of like enemies, kind of one sided friends, yeah. frenemies. And then Joel finally, once, you know, he, there's a pin, pinnacle episode where he loses Ellie and she almost dies and he kind of calls her baby girl. And then it's like, okay, he's got a daughter again. Baby girl. That's kind of like <laughs> the, the, the arc you miss. But um, they won't let him see her. And we find, come to find out that the only way to get this cure is actually to, to kill her, is to take, the, to take it out of her brain. Yeah. The, the contraceptive. You surmise. Yeah. The contraceptive. <laughs> take out the uh, cordycept and the brain. Uh, basically kill her and but then be able to replicate it to create vaccines of the kind yeah yeah against this fungus and you're effectively given this scene of yeah. terminator ta100 yeah it's phenomenal one of the most fun parts of the game totally because you start to get like you finally get good weapons as well oh. and like the last but you get a machine gun you're and like you got plenty of ammo. people down yeah. plenty of ammo yeah so joel goes on a one-man mission to save ellie yeah from this fate but you then you then get this juxtaposition. His character It's like, wait, is he the good guy? Because well, it poses a really hard question to answer. Super what hard would you question. do if that was your kid? Man, that's so hard. Like she has potentially has the cure for mankind, but you lose her. What do you do? Yeah, I I don't know. I think it's yeah. me, and, me and the partner had this conversation. I think the reality is the show. it's her choice. That's the only thing that justifies the actions Joel takes initially. Mm. Is that she was not given a choice? Sure, but as he proceeds to literally kill, murder everyone, everyone yeah, be people that did not need to be killed, even the doctor, you, you know, even the doctor, so, without question, without a thought, yeah, uh, it becomes readily apparent that this is a selfish choice, totally. not one done totally. out of righteousness, yeah, um, and and that's from the game, split from the yeah, hundred percent from the game. The thing we talked about that when we talked about the game was the fact that you are given the option. It's like you can just let the surgeons and and people go. But I guess in your head, and this is, I think, what they're trying to play on, and they kind of do a little bit with um, killing uh, Marlene. Is that is that the Firefly leader? I've forgotten mm. her name. It's effectively the case of, like, if he lets them go, like, they might come after you. They might bring other people to come after you. So you just end up killing them in the game, and he does You're in You're forced this. to, yeah. Kind of, yeah. It's it's really yeah. brutal. He, so he, save, he saves Ellie, we're going to put in quotation marks. And then proceeds to lie to her twice. Yeah, to her face. To her face, after she doubles down on a something's off tell me the truth and she's got the look about it that's like oh, i don't believe this guy he seems yeah. a little bit shifty now like what's going on here yeah um i like it so it's, 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 it's a it's a phenomenal ending you it's know, the it's ending a phenomenal deserved, gray show tough choice probably gotta kill the kid though i probably would as well <laughs> 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 if we're being honest um, I mean, the, what, yeah. the thing the thing it did expand upon a little bit that i really liked and we'll get into your ranking in just a moment I liked the scene just before they get captured again by the fireflies where Joel explains why he has the scar on his head and that he tried to kill himself. Yeah, they, I find they got very emo for that whole that's last 15 minutes. It's so, and it's, it's such a juxtaposition to yeah. the way they interact for the, la- the last seven totally. episodes. So totally. you're like, what has changed, right? Like, But that's it. That's the point. Yeah, like, he yeah. has finally opened up to her. And it's almost too much. Yeah. To the point he's all, yeah, it's like almost a different character at yeah. that point. And it's weird. And I think Pedro Pascal does a really good job of 
uh, how how to even phrase it? He he almost becomes this like he almost becomes like this happy smiling like a giddy kid again, like a giddy yeah. kid. Like he's and he's like comparing her to his own daughter and stuff. It's almost weird. It's like he's he well he's dealt with his loss. Yeah, totally through loving again. Yeah. <laughs> Make me love again. All right. Do you want to rate rank the episodes? I don't know. You were talking about doing this before. Yeah, I did. I did. So like, remind first, me what the episodes I'll are. I'll give you a time. quick, quick rundown. When you're lost in the darkness after you get the first episode. So I don't, I'm not the ones you obviously know. I'm not going to. Yeah. Okay. When you're lost in the dark, darkness, episode one, right? Episode two infected after escaping the QZ, Joel and Tess clash over Ellie's fate while navigating the ruins of a long abandoned Boston. And that's where Tess explodes. That's where Ted boom, boom, boom. Tendrils down the throat. Yes. Um, Oof. Long, long time. Episode three, the famous uh, uh, Bill and... Uh, Gay Rednecks. Yeah, exactly. Um, episode four, this is probably one you forget. Please hold to my hand. After abandoning their truck in Kansas City, this is when they crash. Jill and Ellie attempt to escape without drawing the attention of a vindictive rebel leader in Kathleen. So this is when she sees him first kill someone, but she actually saves him. Um, so that's the one where they're effectively trying to find somebody to hide to get yes. out of the city. I really like that episode. Yes, good episode. Uh, almost all of these are uh, in, endure and survive while attempting to evade the rebels. Joel and Ellie cross paths with the most wanted man in Kansas City. That's Sam and mm-hmm. his brother. I forget his brother's name. And uh, remind me, apologies. Yeah. Does Sam die at the end of that episode? No, that is the next one. At the beginning of the next one, or the end of the next one? Wait, maybe I'm wrong. So what's the next episode? Sorry, no, no, you're right. Episode. You're right. Endure and survive is the one where he dies at the end. That is the spectacle episode. Sam dies. That yeah. is endure and survive. That is uh, the spectacle episode. Yeah. Kin, after ignoring the advice of locals, Joel and Ellie descend deeper into dangerous territory in search of the fireflies oh, yeah. and Tommy, and they find Tommy, and he is not in need of saving. He is actually thriving in Jacksonville. So that yeah. is that episode. It's a nice episode. Left behind. That is the one where we get a prequel into Ellie's life and how yeah. she loses her friend. Uh, episode when we I forget which one it is uh, eight, eight. Yep. when we are in need Ellie crosses paths with a vengeful group of survivors this is David good old David yeah mm-hmm. creepy old David. David and then the season finale look for the light this is the episode we just finished discussing where Ellie is almost killed and instead Joel goes Terminator so just recap that very quickly in episode one is the, the virus episode two Tess explodes three uh, gay rednecks four <laughs> Uh, they crash and they try and hide. Yeah. Episode five is Kathleen where Sam dies. Episode yeah. six is finding Tommy. Yeah. Episode seven is Ellie's past. Episode eight is David, Pedo. And episode nine is the finale. Yes. Okay, all right. So top three? R- rank rank these bad boys for me. Are we just going to do a top three? Are going to rank them all? Um, I've ranked them all. Okay. If you'd like to rank them all, you can. And I will go through my ranking right now. You go. You hit me with yours first. T- uh, t- tell me the number of the episode and then tell me. Episode seven left behind yes ranks nine for me wow okay not because it's terrible just because it's not as good okay yeah yeah um and and it's a bit it was the third episode in a slow group of episodes so i was ready for some speed and i got more slowness my my eighth ranking is please hold to my hand which is again a really good episode but it's the one what what number was that that is episode three or sorry episode uh, four, where they abandon their truck in Kansas they City. They crash and hide, yeah. They crash and hide. Episode four is my eighth rank. And then my seventh rank would be look for the light with the season finale. When the season finale is episode seven, you know you've had some earned television. So that yeah, would be sure. my rank seven. And then rank six is when we are in need. Ellie crosses paths with the ventral group of desires. David Petto, that is, a, that is my sixth, sixth ranked episode. And honestly, it's a phenomenal episode. It is. So I can't, I, I look at it at six. I'm like, did I make a mistake? 
But then I get to my fifth ranked episode and it's the Joel and Tess scene in when Joel gets infected and goes boom, boom. Joel gets, um, you mean Tess gets, or infected. Tess gets infected and yeah. goes boom, boom. And it's just, I, I really like the tone this set for the man that Joel's been the last 20 years. Okay. So that's why it's so high for me. Yeah. Yeah. When she says, I never asked you to feel the way I felt. It's like, that's their relationship. It's yeah. disappointment. Yeah. yeah totally. Anyway. Um, I disappoint my partner every day. <laughs> we, we all get it. Episode four or episode one is my rank four when you're lost in the darkness. I really thought the first episode set the tone. It's amazing. How do you like do such a good job introducing his daughter who's such a pivotal part who's only going to be in the show for, you know, not even a full episode and also introducing the other characters. Totally agree. Uh, Lastly, episode episode three is my third ranked. So third ranked. Yeah. It's it's, it's top three. Gay rednecks. Gay rednecks is top three. I'll stop saying that eventually. It is top three. That's okay. And episode two uh or sorry ep- rank two would be kin which is episode six and that is finding when, tommy finding tommy i just thought this had so many pinnacle moments for so many characters it's the payoff to a lot of the character work and uh I think we're gonna disagree on that one i mean you you look at look at let me give my we'll, we'll, we'll disagree it's all, it's all, it's i'll all, give it's my fine. pitch to that it's fine for us to disagree done. occasionally no, but I, but i think it's a it, it, i think you'll you'll i'll convince you so i want to i don't think you will um episode one my rank is endure and survive which is the spectacle episode which also includes one of the sam most heartfelt turning. Yeah. scenes you'll mm. see in television the sam turn and then the whole so the best part about that is when henry turns a gun on himself yeah as yeah, terrifying and heartbreaking and, as that is and the acting by ellie and joel in all those moments and the, and the epilogue i think of that they've episode. got some friends at last yeah, it's just a very very i remember in the game at, when that happened i was like fuck this is a drag of a game wow. i thought i was like finally gonna get a, a little bit of a moment a break nope all right i'll quickly run you down mine then so the one you've put as like your number two or whatever it is. So Finding Tommy. No, episode six is my number nine. That's your number nine? Yep. Uh, episode that seven, Ellie's Past. That's my number eight. The finale is my number seven, but not because I dislike it, just because I think they're a better episode. We're, we're very similar so far, except for your very, very bad episode <laughs> rank nine. So yeah. I've put The Escape from Kathleen at six, the one where Sam dies. I think that should be higher. Mm. Sorry, no, I've, I've got these the wrong way around. So the one where they crash the car, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's my six. And then the escape from Kathleen is five. Four is the one where Tess explodes because I really like the um, the spectacle of that. Mm-hmm. Three is the David episode. Once it higher, couldn't do it because I think episode one is just so pinnacle TV. Like it's, it's supposed to be two episodes. They mashed it into one mm-hmm. and they brought everything to that episode what, what rank did you give that one number two okay so the fair. first episode is my second and then obviously the I, I i told you i was literally weeping at this episode it's the bill and frank episode you can't have it as number one it's though. my number one episode it can't it's my be. favorite of the show it can't be it is oh it just is simple. i just think it's too isolated to I, it's great isolated tv but in a in a show about character arcs that lasted literally hours it's hard for me to pick that one it's but it's it's that's just how I, I feel, you know. And you can't, I, I can't really argue. You with don't that. make me weep every week, DL. So I don't, I, I don't put you. I weep every night, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> the uh, I just can't imagine how you put Ken as episode like nine. Think about the monologue Joel goes on. I'm failing in my sleep. Like, are, are you kidding me, bro? So there's that. There's the 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 fuzzy feeling of reuniting with your brother, and he's thriving. There's the Ellie Joel conversation. Don't try and tell me. I'll be happier and safer with someone else when the truth is I'll be more scared. Oh, oh, 
Pinnacle TV. And then you also, uh, you, I can give you eight other episode reasons why it's not the best. You get one. the you get the turn. You get the turn where they start to where they're fully all they're all in um, they're family now. And I appreciate your POV on that. Mine is just that I'm not saying that that's a bad episode of a nine point one IMDb rated show. It's the worst episode. That's that's all right. I think it's fine to be the worst episode in that. Um, quickly then, I just don't agree. But it's DL, okay. we can't. Do you like, would you like a little bit of true or false trivia? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So from the game, we touched on this before, true or false DL, four actors took up roles in the TV show. Is that true or is that false? Marlene, the uh, voice actor for Joel. He's the, he dies via butcher's knife. Yep. Um, one that I can't think. The voice actor for Abby which is actually from The Last of Us Part 2 is in this. Right. In the That's season not finale. part of this. Oh, from the first game, I should have So you're only prefaced. saying the first game? Okay. Just from the first then, game. Then not her. Uh, there's one more that I can't think of. Uh, the, the ta- there's three. Is, it, is that what you said? My apologies, you're right. No, it's five. So let's, I'll tell you what it is. I'll, uh, I'll go through them very quickly. I've not done this very well for myself. Yeah. So Marlene reprises her role from the game. Yeah. Uh, Ashley Johnson, who played Ellie in the games, played Anna, who's her mom. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. So I, I got that one wrong. Troy Baker, yeah. yep. uh, who played Joel in the games, plays James yep. in the show. Um, we have... Who's, who's, who runs with David. The, yeah, there's the, the Tommy the actor as well. Yeah, we're going to get... We can literally get there. So uh, Jeffrey Pierce, Joel's brother, plays Tommy in the games and in the show. And Laura Bailey made a cameo in the first season finale as Firefly Nurse. She originated in the first game with a portrayal of Abby in, its, in the sequels. So yes. she was Abby. She was the one yeah. you're mentioning. Yeah. My bad, I got that wrong. So, I mean, between us, we were both right and wrong. Great. <laughs> Love um, that. True or false, DL? Yes. In November 2016, Sony opted... Sorry, Sony had an option for the rights to make a movie of The Last of Us, to, which they wanted to be directed by Sam Raimi. Is that true or false? Sounds true. It is true. And apparently, actress Maisie Williams expressed her enthusiasm about playing Ellie, which I find kind of interesting. I like, I like her for that role, but I just think Old Mate knocks it out of the park. She'd be good for that role. I think so, too. She might have aged out of it a little bit by now, but that's a, a conversation for a different yeah. day. True or false deal? There were a number of actors considered for the role of Tommy before Gabriel Luna was cast. True or false? Nicholas Costa Waldau, Waldo, Waldau, who plays old mate Jamie Lannister in Game of Thrones, was among those selected. You mean like shortlisted? He was shortlisted. He was among uh, the final contestants. Look, I mean, it makes sense by look if you don't have Pedro. So I just don't think that's true. I think that's false. And also, he does not do a good English accent. It's true, he doesn't. But he was one of the final ones alongside Chris Pratt and Chris Pine. Could you imagine Chris Pine being the second, like, like barely even a, a character? He's like the main guy. I just everything. think like it's it's there's no way with like and once Pedro was cast, totally. totally. Yeah, yeah. But I, but no, I couldn't imagine it. I, I I would say he he also uh, what's his name is too old. Who Costa Waldo Lannister? I'd yeah. say so too. So final then true or false deal? Casting for this took place in person. Ironically even though a pandemic was raging outside. True? It's not as false. It all was done via Zoom calls, which, you know, makes sense for us. Yeah, that would be funny, though. Uh, I guess ultimately this was probably, it's one of my favorite ever TV shows. Yeah. I don't know how it couldn't be. It's up there, man. Way up there. Do you want to give us a little bit of correspondence deal? 
so yes, I do have some correspondence. Uh, Stainsy said he watched Wait, Creed. Uh, old mate, regular contributor Dick Stainsy. Yes, he can't help himself. Oh my He's gosh. always contributing. We love, love it. To, Thank we you, love Dick Stainsy. We love to Stains. give him his shout outs. Watch Creed 3. Uh, cracking film. Ah, damn. Cracking film. Favorite film this year, although we did watch it after Tim Tetsu fight that could have warmed us up. He was, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I said that that fighter's name. I'm not a. I'm not a. Uh, what is it? Not a fighting Octagon guy. guy. UFC. Yeah, but um, I don't know what he's in. But fair enough. The first one was really good. I mean, we'll have was, to watch it. If I remember correctly, Mr. Staines didn't mind Ant Man, but wasn't thrilled by it. He was heavily critical. Heavily critical. Wowzer. All right, all right, all right. Because I, I believe from our correspondence, he's a pretty big MCU guy. So thank you, Dick Staines. Um, we appreciate when you send over your feedback on these movies. We'll have to check out Creed 3 at some point. We will. I have to watch the second one, too. We, oh, man, me too. Maybe we'll we'll up. Yeah, start there. <laughs> That'll be our thing yeah, to watch next yeah. week. Um, cool. Well, I forgot to mention, if you guys do want to hit us up, hit us up at podcastsemble on Instagram or the podcastsemble at gmail.com. Well, you, you did that well. Or I did. I got it right the first yeah, time. Thank you. Or www.podcastassemble at gmail. No, that's wrong. www.podcastassemble.com. We all our contact details are there. Send us memes, all the usual stuff. You can find any of our content. It's all there, baby. You can find us. It is. We did get, and this is a, a, an old favorite deal. We got a couple of comments on our most recent YouTube video, mm. which I mean, it is. It's it's a little bit like clickbaity. Mm-hmm. The the video is called "What If Joel Dies at the End of Season One of The Last of Us." So. A little clickbait. I was trying to get a few people yeah. clicking. Through. I actually thought they might do it. I thought so too. Yeah. And we got one which is from uh, Taria, who just says "laughs in gamer." Not entirely sure what that means, but mm. we actually got uh, a pretty good one from Mishumai, who says, "What if he never dies?" Plot twist. Counterpoint. Like never, as in he lives literally forever. Uh, that would be even more of a plot twist. Uh, to the adaptation versus the games. But yeah, to serve the story and plot, it's most impactful if he dies regardless of timing, which I think is pretty much right. The uh, thing I would say to that is, is wishful thinking. I really thought he'd die at the end of this. I no, genuinely I mean like did. him not die. Wishful thinking. Wishful thinking. Yeah, that's what many people wish would happen, but it won't. My, my thought dead. process was that I think the second season would be way more impactful if it was all about an Ellie revenge story all the way through. I think that's what the third season's gonna become. So you reckon it'll... Okay, that's interesting. Oh, that's not actually yeah. a bad point. Maybe, yeah. yeah, they save it for the end of the second season. Because they have to introduce Abby and stuff. That's very true. It can't be this weird timeline thing that they did. They're not gonna do that in the show. They're gonna make it more <clears throat> linear. Interesting. All good points. Yeah. I like where your head's at. Thank you, guys. We love it when you hit us up. DL, once, one more time, where can they find us? And do you want to wrap up the show? They can find us at Podcast Assemble on Instagram. on Instagram or the Podcast Assemble at gmail.com. And really, really quickly, just pass on the pod. Give us a five star review. Thank love you. Love it when you do. Thank, thank you for guys. that. We, we really love it. I don't know if we have any reviews yet, but if we did, we'd, we'd love more. Um, thank you to a friend of the show, Mr. Matthew Bliss of Blissery.fm for editing the episode. There was uh, quite a bit to edit this, this episode. <laughs> um, if you are a budding podcaster and are thinking of hiring a podcast engineer to edit your podcast, let him know at info at Blissery.fm or visit Blissery.fm for more information about Madness Podcasting Services. How fast can I say that? Will I ever, will I ever beat your that record? phone voice is it's, phenomenal, it, by it, the way. It, I, you know, maybe not. I, I think I just topped out there. You can also listen to his video game news podcast, The Dead Drop, 10-minute episodes twice a week. Going to be some RE4 chat there coming out tomorrow. It's happening. It's coming. You, go, should, go, you should try uh, and jump on his episode. I probably should. 
Give him a shout. Hit him up. Matt, Matt hit us up. Matt, if you need a little, you know, a little RE insider, insider. lore, man. Very few underst- uh, Very few people understand the storyline of this godforsaken Weird saga series. better than me. Hey, if, and if, I don't if, even understand If you need it. lore about lore, uh, Game Game of Thrones or RE, DLs, you man, everything yeah. else, he's probably not going to show useless. up. Pretty useless. Anyway, thank you, Tommy. Thank you everyone for listening. We really appreciate it, guys. Thank if you, you stuck to this point, fucking congratulations. Yeah, it's a good it's a good thing. Thank you, DL. Love it. Thank you, Tommy. Tally ho. Tally ho.